Hello and welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm Kate, the Swifty. And special guest star, Not So Swift Sam, playing Not So Swift Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Rochester, you've been great. Thank you so much. Jeez. It's a really good week for you, Sam. It's not a bad week. It's not a bad week. It's actually kind of good. <laughs> Look at this. And our live studio audience is enjoying everything. Jason, our wonderful producer. Yeah, yeah. On the ones and twos and reds and blues. Anyway. Anyway. Hi. Hi. Just bringing it back. How are you? I'm oh, great. Yeah, this is a Taylor Swift podcast. <laughs> right, not right, a Sam right, Bennett right, right, podcast. Right. Anyway, it's a big week for you in Taylorland. Big week for me in Taylorland. Mm-hmm. Taylor was canoodling with your people. The dorks? The koalas. Oh, the koalas. <laughs> Those wonderful chlamydiaid marsupials. Oh, living high in the trees and living high off of eucalyptus leaves. They found the most perfect, fluffy, little, cuddly looking koala bear to show Taylor Swift. Yeah. Because <laughs> you usually see them and you're like, mm, these, are, these are some animals. And this was just like a little fluff ball. And I saw a user on TikTok was like, this is not what, no, this koala bear they showed her got a blowout. Like he's fluffy. This isn't what they look like. Took all his teeth out. Yeah. <laughs> so there, there is a video and it was, uh, they're like with a newscaster and the, the animal wranglers were like, oh, it's a, it's called a drop bear. All right. Now these things. And so like they're <laughs> playing up, it's called a drop bear cause it drops down from the trees and. They're like putting it on this reporter's back and they're kind of freaking out, not knowing that it's a koala bear. Part of me would have been very interested to see, like, do they try to prank Taylor? Instead, they give they glamour up this yeah. koala. They gave her like the oh. gold star koala. A what? It's like a gold star koala. <laughs> like, here you go. Oh, come on. <laughs> yeah, she uh, she and her backup dancers went and checked out the zoo in Sydney. I learned there's two of them through TikTok. Two backup dancers? Two zoos. Okay. Um, and then Travis came in. She went back with Travis. Okay. Did she go to the other zoo with Travis? Or the I think same they zoo? just went to the same zoo. Mm-hmm. Did they close the whole zoo so she could just be there by herself? I actually don't know the answer to that. I think they probably closed part of it. Yeah. I mean, I can't imagine. I, I did not think, see anybody but them in the pictures. I would think it would be a shit show if yeah. it was, if, oh yeah, Taylor's going to be at the zoo today. Mm-hmm. 50,000 people would well, be at the zoo that They day. had aerial footage that they were playing on the news in, in Sydney. Of Taylor at the zoo. So I, like, I'm I'm not, believe it or not, the biggest Swifty. But I know that. What? For, so, for example, oh. I know that when I was driving up to uh, Nova Scotia this past fall, and it was midnight to so just come out, the radio stations I was listening to, was it was not getting airplay. It was not really being talked about. On what you were listening to. On the Canadian radio stations I was listening to. Yeah. So anything I was scanning through, whatever was like pop, rock, whatever, modern music, wasn't really getting a lot of vibe. I think the first time I heard it was like the ride back on like the Monday or Tuesday. Okay. So I know she's a huge, huge deal here in America. Obviously, she's a big deal in the world at large because she keeps touring everywhere. Yeah. But do you feel like... Uh, analytic wise or like is there a drop when it comes to airplay or I mean, is there is it just like a population best, based or to my knowledge the canadians were begging taylor to bring the heiress tour like the prime minister was like taylor hi we're here we'll take you and she's doing toronto and those are the hardest tickets to get on the tour right now because good blue jays yeah 
Mm-hmm. I mean, koalas and blue jays. I'm surprised she's not doing Montreal. If she was doing Montreal, I'd be pretty tempted. I feel like the Quebecois. But I don't know if they, I don't know. Oh, she's doing too. Who knows? There might be more. The Eras Tour is getting wild. Mm-hmm. There were 600,000 people that came through for the four nights of the Eras Tour in Sydney. So four nights as well. Yeah, she did four not, nights. Not the typical three. Not the typical three. She did four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think she's doing five in London or six, right? Um, I think she goes to London and comes back to London. Yeah, it's so it's that. like a one-two. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think she's doing like five or six in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So she's, you know, giving the people what they want. Mm-hmm. And Sydney is a big, the um, the 1989 tour was filmed in Sydney mm-hmm. and it was really cool. And she had this blank space callback where like she, it, she put it on a loop. It's a whole vibe. And the crowd started doing that at the concert as like, you know, last week we talked about the one, two, three, let's go. Bitch. No girls. Okay. Um, now this has been added to the chat, the Sydney chant mm-hmm. and people think it's probably going to keep going through the other cities interesting yeah. so in some places where she goes there it's kind of like the play test show and in other places it's like oh this is where we add something to the lexicon yeah you know it's just organic it's just what the swifties are vibing with depends on what kind of riz the city has as the kids say yo we got koala bears with blowouts and we got <laughs> things we're adding to the instas cutest koala bear you'll ever see and some kangaroos Aww. travis kelsey oh yeah, he came in for one day or one show. Mm-hmm. Came in with his teammate Ross, and they hung out with Papa Swift. And Papa Swift must really like Travis because Travis got his own stash of Taylor Swift guitar picks to hang out to, to hand out to fans. And he left, and his arms were covered in friendship bracelets. And mm-hmm. his friend was like, oh, "I get it now." I mean, they those have to have some good stretch. probably (laughs) you know it was really funny because travis and his friend were wearing color coordinated outfits so travis had this like bright blue like patterned shirt and short set that matched Mm -hmm. and his friend had it in yellow Mm -hmm. and the swifties are like oh it's the blue and yellow m&m they were posting that they got in on the joke like his friend ross thought it was pretty funny but it was just really fun and do you know how she ended karma uh with her new boyfriend Guy on the Chiefs coming straight home to me. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I guess that's what's going to happen if Travis is there. She's going to date another guy on the Chiefs. Oh, no, no. She's going to give him the shout out. Yes. Okay. 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 And then Katy Perry was there. Oh, they're best of friends, right? Yeah, they're besties now. Okay. And you know what song Katy shared on her? Uh, You can do this. Shake it off. No. Quote, Wait. right era. Okay, what song Katy Perry shared of Taylor Swift? Uh-huh. Um, Bad Blood? Yeah. It is Bad Blood? Yeah, mm-hmm. the song that was hypothetically, theoretically, potentially written about Taylor, or about Katy. Yeah. They were laughing about it. They took a cute picture. Katy posted. She was there with Rita Orton. Why, why did she write a, potentially uh, maybe write a song about Katie's because of John Mayer? No, no. Um, hypothetically, theoretically, Katie stole. So when Taylor went on tour, the backup dancers she was using were Katie Perry's, but Katie wasn't supposed to be touring, so she hired her dancers, and then Katie decided to go on tour and took all of her dancers back while Taylor was mid-tour. And there was a lot of beef about that. And then some John Mayer stuff. Oh, that's some bad blood. Now we got bad 
bad blood. Yep. But they squashed it during the lovers era and Katie was in a music video with Taylor. They were dressed as burgers and fries for you need to calm down. Oh, I thought because it was they can shake it off. Burgers and fries, baby. Milkshake. Brings all the boys to the back on track. Thank you. We've got a lot to cover, Sam. We can't get distracted. Okay. No weird okay. U-turns into tangent land today. We're on the roundabout, all right? <laughs> It'll all come back around. Thank you. And then, so, the secret songs were wild in Sydney. We had four nights. And in those four nights, we had 15 songs. 15 yeah. in four nights? Yeah. That's an average of three per night. Mashup. What songs? Any standouts? Uh, well, I mean, they were great. So, we started, started our stretch in Sydney mm-hmm. with... Is it over now? And I wish you would on the guitar. And then on the piano, we had Haunted in Exile, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And the next night she said, should have said no, but she corrected it. And she's like, if you don't want to say no in American, like an American, you can say nar, like an Australian, which was really cute. And then you're not sorry. So those got mashed up. And then she did New Year's Day and peace. And then she did how to get the girl. And because they had terrible weather, Sabrina Carpenter couldn't go on. And so Sabrina did White Horse and Coney Island with Taylor, which is like a whole full circle moment. Because when Sabrina was little, she did an audition tape singing White Horse, and it kind of went a little viral when the tour started. And she also tweeted out, just went to the 1989 tour. I wish one day I could do a sold out concert like Taylor. And we're all like, who's going to tell little Sabrina Carpenter that not only is she going to do it, she's going to be sitting on stage singing with Taylor Swift. And I needed a second to remind myself that Sab- now Sabrina Carpenter <laughs> is uh, the uh, yeah nonsense. Every night I change the last lyrics. Yes. Now we're getting down under in Sydney. She did sing that. I'm sure she did. She those the endings are it's one of the best. Wild. <laughs> hey Jason, They're so fun. Have you ever had an Australian kiss? Nah, it's like a French kiss, but down under. Okay. Come on. If she next okay. time she's back on tour, she's got to start singing. Okay. That, right? Anyway, then the next night, <laughs> we no. have children that listen to this. No. She did could have, would have, should have with Ivy mm-hmm. and then Forever and Always with Maroon, which I think of all of these combinations, it, gun to head, if I had to pick, that would be my favorite. But boy, was I jealous. I mean, it's not like you couldn't go to Sydney. No. But I mean. you didn't. Mark Hoppus from Blink-182 is there as well. Yeah. And they played, I'm never, ever, ever getting back together. Yeah, he put stage. that on his story. They played it. Like he sang it on stage. Yeah, they're in the middle of their song and they go into that and then they go back into their song, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, and they were, uh, Blink 182 was also playing in Australia while Taylor was there. And he was like making a joke and he's like, oh, getting ready to go into my tour. And then it like opens up to the air's tour and he's like, well. Don't waste your time on me. We have (laughs) a podcast all about Tay Swift. All right. It's out. It's out. Roundabout. It's out. Um, (laughs) So we have some not so fun Taylor news that just broke. Okay. Apparently Papa Swift punched a photographer in the jaw. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. So 
the photographer's take on it was that he was just standing there waiting for Taylor to get off the yacht that she was partying on after her tour and um, just wanted to take a couple casual pictures. And out of nowhere, this man came and punched him. And he's like, I thought it was just some American security guard showing off. And then I looked at my pictures and realized it was her dad. I was like, you idiot. Scott Swift is 71 years old. You thought that the 71-year-old mild-mannered man with gray hair was a security guard? Well, they're built different in America uh-huh. than Australia. I, one of these things is not like the other in this entourage, and it would be the man that just punched you. I'm just waiting by her boat. And her, um, her team came out and was like, the photographers were trying to grab at Taylor. They were too close. They kept trying to push them away with the umbrellas like it was just getting to be a scary situation they were threatening to throw a female security guard into the water it was just ugly and i think scott was just they were threatening somebody yeah they threatened to like toss the it's paparazzi of course they were threatening like Taylor, 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 we're going to throw her in the water. Not Taylor in the water. No, no, no. But I mean, one of her security people. And like, I think Scott as a dad just had had enough. And he was like, nope, not on my watch. I'll hit you. I don't care. And I'm sure it's going to be a self-defense. And Mm -hmm. but yeah, wild. It's just like overtaken all of the Swifty news as of 20 minutes ago. And the fact that Taylor's team was like, actually, this guy bad and he he's like i'm not injured but i'm going to the cops We're like, all right yeah. telling you if you were near a swifty when you did it it would have been a lot more than a punch in the jaw and a lot yeah, i'm so leaving papa papa swift just smiled and gave him the old vegemite sandwich yeah he was like hey look buddy these guys i'm 71 what do i have to lose i got plenty of money we're gonna do put me in a retirement home <laughs> that's what prison is for me <laughs> No one's putting Papa Swift in jail. Swifties will tunnel him out real quick. We've not had a mission like that before. We've been training. You've been training (laughs) just in case. Yeah, just in case. You never know. Special ops. Rebecca here's on demolition. (laughs) We we can solve any puzzle. Give us a lock. We can figure it out. We've you know we've broken into Taylor's vaults. We got this. You know, I gotta say, this is this is worse than Beatlemania. It is worse than it Beatlemania. Nuts. It's nuts. When it's worse. Ta- the way she talks about this shit, yeah, is it's, nuts. It's okay. So Elvis, Elvis era. Yeah, I think that's Girl, that, beyond girls that. getting hot and bothered and passing out. Beatlemania. It was that plus everyone's swamping the planes and chasing them down the street and everything. And now there's this. Yeah, they're, they're, they've taken it to a whole new level. A whole new world. A new chaotic point of view. Look, Swifties are a bunch of women who were in the gifted and talented program. Like they didn't quite know what to do with us. Too much, like a little too smart for our own good, a little unfocused for our own good, and we just needed a fun project. They're their own political party. Uh, Twenty-five years ago, you were worried about the guy who looked like me, who just like didn't go out a lot in the sun and was wearing the trench coats on the computer Mm. too much. And now it's any woman. Any woman can be a Taylor Swift fan and cause your life harm in the worst ways. A dude might break your bone. A Taylor Swift fan will break your soul and tarnish you from history. Yes. <laughs> They're like a group of Jason Bournes. They are. They are all just sleeper agents. What sleeper agents, yep. mm-hmm. Private ops. All 210. <laughs> uh, which was rated by Billboard magazine as the best breakup song ever written. Huh. If I had to listen to something 10 minutes long, 
I'd, I'd probably want to break up with somebody too. <laughs> wow. Rough, rude. Okay. I, I do have a, a Prince cut. Of, Feel free uh, to, you know, send Kate any of your Instagram uh, noise yeah. about what I just said. Thank you very yes. much. Give us a 10 minute, uh, <laughs> 10 minute tongue lashing of why you think Jason and I are constantly long. And we'll call it the all too tantrums. <laughs> All too right. (laughs) All too right. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's been just a lot going on. And if you think that Swifties are crazy now. Maybe I'm a koala bear. You think I think? (laughs) No, I don't. I'm well aware. If you think that they're crazy now. I mean, we're still holding on tight. That reputation's just going to (laughs) be surprise dropped right before Tortured Poets. There's been a lot of twos happening in the Taylor lexicon. Like she flashed a two a couple at the Grammys. She flashed a two a couple times on tour. Now we're getting all of these mashups of two songs, and we're like, "What is happening here?" Thirteen backwards is thirty-one. Yeah, and, and they've been one is two. well, and they're like, "You have twenty-two hours to buy this version of the Taylor Swift tortured poets. You have two hours, and usually it's thirteen hours. So we're all very like, there's something going on. She's dropping. A you know, deuce. like no, you know that like winds in the east. Like from Mary Poppins, when they're like, oh, the wind is changing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's Swifties. We're like, oh. Did you feel that? Something's happening. Taylor Swift sang a song in Australia, and it became a tsunami over here. And we're like, well, is it like if she drops her reputation, is it like, this is why we loved Joe, and then we get tortured poets, and it's like, this is why we hate Joe. Or do we get tortured poets, and we're like, oh, we go through the five stages of grief of the... Of, you know, the breakup. And then she gives us reputation and she's like, but just remember there was some good. This is why you can't like the nice acceptance things. is the reputation side. The acceptance is the reputation. Yeah. You know, like when you go through the breakup and finally you're like, you know what? I am better off. This is for the good. I'm ready to move on. I've accepted that this is where we are. I'm not angry anymore. I'm not sad anymore. I forgot that you existed. Yeah. Mm. You know, that stage mm. might be reputation. Mm. Might be. So we don't know, but we've got some theories. There's something going on because next month, well, I mean, they'll listen to this on Wednesday, so it'll still be February because it's mm-hmm. a leap year. But um, yeah, uh, it's in March, two weeks away now, guys. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus will be streaming the Eras Tour movie mm-hmm. with all the songs put back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 35 more minutes. And I, I still know. won't watch it. Yeah. Because I don't have no Disney Plus. I got Disney Plus. We can watch it together. It'll be fun. I, we've never. I've never been invited over to your house. I mean, I was, but to do plumbing work. Yeah, it didn't work. Anyway. Anyway. What anyway. song are we listening to this week, Kate? <laughs> Today we're doing the lucky one off Red Taylor's version. And aren't we the lucky ones, we Jason? Are so lucky. That I have some fun week. facts that you guys might actually be interested in. Why don't we listen to the song first? Did you know? That after Taylor Swift was in Australia, they discovered that koala bears' digestive tract is only allowing for them to eat eucalyptus leaves. And they can't process any other food. And they wouldn't have known that without Taylor Swift. Some of that's not true. The other is true. Just pulling up something while she's looking at (laughs) the songs and the factoids on her phone. You know, we're just doing our best here, Sam. We are just doing our best. And it's okay, because we're going to hit pause, new hit pause, and we are going to listen to... The Lucky One. Off. An album. Red, Taylor's version, because on this... Podcast. We only listen to... Whatever Kate tells us we're listening to. That works for me. That's Taylor's version. All right, we'll be right back. 
Well, Sam, judging by your face, you think this is a real bop? I feel like this is definitely the medium ground of red because it's mixing both the pop and the country. I feel like there is a very Pacific Coast vibe, whether it be Desert Session, West Texas, or something out of California. It has that where, oh, where can my baby be feel. It has that bit of a timelessness, but kind of going into like Tinseltown 60s, 70s. It feels uh, a bit of like fastball, like... Um, Everyone can see the road that they go on is painted gold. It's a bit like a response, not a response, but like a complimentary song to The Great Wide Open by Tom Petty, where it's like you're roving into Tinseltown, you think you got it made, and then it's not as glamorous as it was. It's just very gilded, and it's actually misfortunate. It's interesting. Trying to keep it quick because Jason has things to do. We have a hair appointment we have to go to. We're just getting our backs waxed. Our backs is waxed, as we said. Oh, boy. It's uh, who? So you said there's theories about I this. I mean, first of all, yes, 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 and yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. <laughs> all right. There's the podcast, everyone. All set, guys. This is great. I'm so glad we agreed. But, well, thanks for listening. Uh, no. So, obviously, she's writing about, like, Somebody being famous and being like, you're so lucky that you're so famous. It's got to be such a cool life to live. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, what if it's not? What about like, what if it's kind of just not that great? What if it's kind of terrible? Well, the things, What if you don't want to do this anymore? Well, let's look at the things that are actually could be great, but are really terrible. Okay. Hit me. Uh, everybody loves pretty. Everybody loves cool. Mm-hmm. So obviously right there, it's just face value. Yeah. So overnight, you look like a 60s queen. Yeah. Someone who probably was beautiful beforehand is now entirely made up, dressed up, made to look a certain way. Yeah. And that's the iconic photo, and that's we have to Mm -hmm. resemble every single day now. Yeah, the cat eye, the hair. Yeah. You look like a dream. Why is it now when I see you, you don't look like a that has to be you every day now. Which is funny because in her next album, you get Darling, I'm a Daydream, or I'm a Nightmare Dressed Like a Daydream. Mm-hmm. So you see these like kind of weave through. Uh, but it's Big Black Cars and Riviera Views. Your That's lover a- in your foyer doesn't even know you. So that right there, the lover in the foyer. Mm-hmm. When I first heard that, I'm like, oh, I don't really like this line. But now that I'm thinking about it, what is a foyer? It's essentially a big empty room that leads you to other rooms. Yeah. Your lover in this giant room doesn't even know you. How empty of a relationship and evening and life that must be. Yeah. Because there's distance and there's complete separation and there's no connection. And then it's uh, in your secrets and splash on the front news page. Yeah, of course. Everything you do. Well, I was just waiting by the boat. I was going to just take a nice little photo of her coming off with her friends. Welcome back to the main show. It's that yeah. every day. Yeah. No matter what you do, you breathe funny. And it's going to be on every paper. And then they tell you that you're so lucky, yeah. but you're so confused. Because you don't feel pretty, you just feel used, and there's always someone younger to take your place. Right, which is, which is Hollywood, which is music. I mean, it's it's all it's all art. Let's talk. I mean, even if you look at the films, because I was you watched Runaway Bride this weekend. Oh, oh. And I was thinking about it because Julia Roberts has kind of st- stood the test of time. Like she still does movies. She's still wildly famous. But then you look at Meg Ryan who was super famous in, in every big rom-com and then just kind of slid out of you because mm-hmm. she 
got a little bit older and there was somebody younger. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, even a pop star, like you see them popular for so many albums mm-hmm. and then they slide out of you, like a Kelly Pickler. So there's a lot of different artists and a lot of different venues, avenues that really talk about this. Uh, George Carlin with comedy every year, every year he was always working on the next thing Mm -hmm. and they did the next thing and the next day started the next new thing. Well, even like a Bo Burnham, Bo Burnham, who was blowing up and then he stopped because he's like, I'm not mentally healthy enough. Mm -hmm. I can't do this. And his big comeback is supposed to happen and the world shuts down. He kind of lucks out that it gets out there on Netflix, but at the same point, he's not blown up the way he was. No. Because it's the second you stop doing it. Yeah. It's once you stop creating, once you take a minute, mm-hmm. you fall out of the zeitgeist. George R.R. R. Martin and Stephen King are having the sit down. And Stephen King has been doing this a lot longer than George R.R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. He's asking Stephen King, like, how do you do this? You I, it takes me months to crank out three chapters and you've published three books. And Stephen King's like, Well, every day, every day I work and I make six pages. So I work three or four hours every day and I write at least six pages. Mm-hmm. Well, do you ever talk yourself out of it? Or like, do you ever just like sit it and write one sentence and then you're like checking emails and this and that? Why am I even doing this? I should have been a plumber. He's like, no, I, I have to do it because if I stop, I'm just going to stop and right. I won't do it anymore. And by the time I get back, everyone's going to go, who you have to fight once you're at the top to stay that relevant. Yeah. I mean, I'm reading, I read Alan Hildebrand. We've talked about her a lot. And she does the same thing. Like she all summer, all like she works, she grinds. She starts off with her notebook. She writes it all freehand. Then she goes and she types it up to edit in what she thinks or edit out. And then she sends it to her publisher and they send it her editor and then they send it back. And it's every day for, I think, I don't know, five, six hours a day. That's her writing time. And she does it at the same time. And it's very, like, she's very regimented. And I think Taylor is also very regimented. Like, mm-hmm. these people who have become successful, mm-hmm. Ellen's retiring after her 30th novel. Mm-hmm. And, like, Taylor, at some point, Taylor's going to be like, this is, I'm I'm tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm finally right. human. I am finally tired. But you're also a shark at this point. But you stop. If you stop, you die. You're done. Andre 3000, celebrated, yeah. acclaimed, award-winning artist, Outcast, one of the best rap groups that's going to be there, staying the test of time. Yeah. Everything's going to be celebrated. But for the past 12 years, all he's really done is feature on a song or two from different artists. He hasn't released anything on his own until this past year. And he does an all-instrumental album. If Taylor Swift drops on you something so... I'm doing a polka album. I just, I secretly love polka. I'm doing a polka. You guys are going to eat it up because she's still top of the game and everyone's going to be like, of course. Yeah. No one's going to go, who? I will be the biggest polka fan you've ever met. Yeah. It's like Beyonce dropping a country Country's, album. Yeah. I'm interested to see, Jason did not like, I it's, like Texas Hold'em. I, I haven't listened. Don't worry we'll about it. We'll play it in the car. <laughs> um, I think it's fun. I'll but play like, the card game Texas Hold'em. Sure. Um, but like I'm interested to see like sure you can like one song you're like oh, this is this is new and fun but like how's a beehive gonna do with like a full on Michael Jordan goes from basketball to baseball and everyone goes of course sure why not because he's still the pinnacle no, athlete he's Michael Jordan every... yeah yeah and no I know she's yeah Taylor Swift and, and he's she's... Andre and yeah. he's Stephen King all of these people if they pivot 
you still follow them because they're still carrying that wake of everybody. I mean, I'm just here for when Stephen and Tabitha King write their romance novel together. Yeah. Yeah. Book talk, we go nuts. I think that, uh, like, these are the kind of things. Like, I like when really popular, like, huge fan base celebrities Mm -hmm. take a sharp turn. Because I'm like, ooh, that's fun. What are we going to get? Like, I will stream Beyonce's new album. I'll probably stream it several times. I stream her new song. I think it's fun. I like when an artist is like, I've done this. I have given the world all I can of this particular genre. I need something different. I need new creative direction. I need to spread my wings. And I'm like, yep, let's go. But if Meg Ryan's dropping an album this week, no one's I'm really going to. Yep, I'm in. Yeah, but that's. You've got mail, top tier movie. But the, everybody when Harry else. When Harry met Sally, probably one of my favorites. Because that person touched you for such a large yeah. amount of time that you're like, of course. I'm in. Well, I'm also just in. I'm like, sure. But if you're doing it, you got if you're at the top, you got to stay at the top or. Yeah, you got to keep. Gotta keep producing, mm-hmm. and that's gotta be exhausting. Yeah, and I think that's what she's getting at here because. So. The oh, heroine in the song. Oh, oh not the no. horse. So a few years later, I show up in this town. Yeah, which is a funny way because we haven't done this song yet because I checked, but in later years in folklore with Last Great American Dynasty, mm-hmm. she paints this whole picture of somebody's life, and then she's like, and then it was bought by me at the Holiday House, mm-hmm. and so you see her she still holds on to that country music storytelling where she like tells a story about another person and then she inserts herself into the why like story. this means yeah. something to her. And we're really excited because the last song on the traditional track list is um, Clara Bow, who was a 1920s movie star. And we're like, well, what is this song going to be about? Cause she was like a pretty, like in a, for a flapper, a pretty big party girl who really didn't have a lot of inhibitions. And mm-hmm. so we're like, Oh, this will be, this will be something for, I would assume that she kind of tells it the same way she's telling this story or the last great American dynasty. Mm-hmm. But do you know who the song might've been written about? I don't know who this song might've been written about. I know that this is something that she wrote, or at least it was produced after she's done Valentine's day, after she's uh-huh. done, been on a couple TV spots or yeah. a movie and spot. And John Mayer. Mm-hmm. And we don't have to talk about how she was on John Mayer. But after, <laughs> after these things that and she's Jake been doing. Uh, okay. She was doing him too. Anyway. Um, they think it's about Kim Wilde, who you might know from the song Sonic Youth, Kids in America. Wait, Kim Wilde's Sonic Youth? No, Kim Wilde, the British female pop star. Or okay. not pop star, but. We're the kids in America. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So she was like the best charting solo female British act of the 80s. Like she was there. I mean, I don't want to say she was there, Madonna, because she wasn't like. But she was a big deal and she had hit after hit after hit in Britain. Like she was their pop star, their female pop star. Mm -hmm. And then she kind of pulled back and she stopped doing as much and she pulled out of the public eye and she became a gardener, a landscape gardener, an award winning landscape gardener at Mm -hmm. that. And that's so that's interesting because this is also kind of portrayed as Hollywood. Yeah. And not like, not Nashville, not London, not big music. You're thinking big screen. But I think she's kind of like, you know. Kim Gordon was my mistake. Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Yeah. Yeah. She, I think Taylor here is like, 
at some point does it get so big that you're just like, I just want to be a gardener. I was um, waiting on a table and it's a regular of mine. She just retired of being a judge here in New Hampshire. She's just absolutely lovely. And she's like, I don't know. I think I might want to go work in a flower shop. And I was like, I love that. Well, yeah, you. And I think there's something like when you have this big career and you have the stress and you have this ambition to be bigger and better and this pressure that sometimes when you stop and you get off the merry-go-round, you're like, flowers are so nice and everyone's so happy. And flower, you what you see is what you get. Like they're just so beautiful and they are, they are flowers. Well, think about it though. You're an artist, you're a maker. Mm-hmm. You're an artist in the spotlight trying to do these things and go on tour or be in the next film or something mm-hmm. like that. There, it's Yeah, the yeah. pressure's there. The work has to be there. You're constantly going. And now you're like, I've done the most I can. I feel like I'm done. What do I want to make now? Not like I'm just done. It's over. Mm-hmm. What do I want to make now? You're still doing something like going to be a, a florist or a gardener. You got to keep those things yeah, you're alive. You're still creating, but you're, you're creating still... in a different way. And yeah. you're, you're kind of like, I don't want to fail at this, but I just know like if this doesn't work out, I can just kind of go, okay. But do you not want, like, and I wonder maybe if Taylor had an alternate universe, like if her, if she wasn't Taylor Swift, would she be happy just kind of living her life in a nice house with a nice garden, owning a Christmas tree? And she's kind of like, you know what, I I have to do walkways. I kind of got into stonework and metalwork. I wove baskets for a while. Yeah, like, you know what, and Taylor's like, oh... If I wasn't doing this, I would be, how would she answer that question? I like to watch, I marathon at least once a year, all of Grey's Anatomy. Well, who doesn't? And I opened up my own like little uh, apothecary spot. I got into like witchiness and I like under <laughs> herbalism. And now here I am just like growing, uh, <laughs> growing my own lavender. I call it lavender haze. And it's just this big lush lavender garden. I mean, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. I'll I mean, buy. Those I'll- are the Easter eggs I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah, I just thought this song is very like it's not. It's a mid-level song for me. It's very mm. like fun to listen to. It doesn't composition-wise. It doesn't. It's not. It's not a risk taker, but no. it's also like it's it's strong. But there's a lot to be said about the simplicity of it. Like it's just her telling a story mm-hmm. and it's some really interesting songwriting on her part mm-hmm. and her metaphors, which aren't knock you in the, like across the head. They're not thinkers. No, you're, you're just like, they're subtle. They're like, Oh yeah. Your lover in the foyer who doesn't even know you. Like, they're, they're for the koalas like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just very like, it's a very simple, very like she's saying she's not quite sure about this world. And I think that's super relatable to people because we're like, I'm not so sure about mine either, Taylor. Well, I mean, again, if she's singing about the idea of like the gilded life of Hollywood or celebrityhood and everything, it's only surface level. If this is simply a surface level song, yeah. If, if that was done on purpose, genius. Yeah. If not, what a great coincidence. Absolutely. You know, you got to give it to him. Aren't so, we the lucky ones for listening aren't we to the, the song, lucky Jason? Ones. Look at us. All right, I got to pull up my track listing. You're going to pull out your dice. I have it in my hand. Each and every week, we roll the Jillian Petruzziello. It's trapped in a parallel universe (laughs) where she is uh, just getting ready for the PGA Tour. She is 
She didn't get the masters. She didn't get the masters, no. but she's she's training up again. She's only been golfing for eighteen years. <laughs> we're gonna roll and we're gonna pick a album, and then we are going to pick a song. This is gonna be one of the last few times during this podcast where there's only ten albums to choose from. I know. Lucky number eleven. Let us do cats. Roll the dice. <gasps> Midnight's ten. We love Midnight's. Is this the extended all to? 10 more songs. Oh, yeah. You've got... 30 track. Yeah, let's see. I mean, we're on like 17 songs. 21 songs. 21 songs, okay. And what's two plus one? Three. Mm. Roll. Number 10. Number 10 off album 10? 10 on 10. Labyrinth. 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 You remind me of the babe. (laughs) The babe with a power. Labyrinth. Ooh, this will be fun. Yeah, great yeah. movie. Great song. All right. Well, that's fun. Something to look forward to. Yeah. Next week, we're back in our Midnight's era. Mm-hmm. With Labyrinth. I'm Kate the Swifty. If you haven't already, make sure to like, follow, rate, subscribe, review. Send it to 15 of your friends. Yeah. Let us know exactly why Kate's right. Send us your all two tantrums. Let us know exactly why you think we're wrong, and that's your prerogative, and you can be wrong in that. Yeah, let us know why you love the podcast. Uh, let us know some things you're like excited about when it comes to the Eras Tour or this new album. Or And if you want to talk about what the secret song selection could mean, because I know some of you are going to be like, you didn't talk about the Easter eggs there. I, again, would like to remind you of the attention span of the two sitting across from me. Welcome to the Swift Talk. I'm not so Swift, Sam. Oh, we're not. Oh, this is the end. My this bad. This is the end. You don't have to do anymore. Mm. Th- again, thanks for listening to the Swift Talk. We'll be back next week. With Labyrinth. I'm Kate the Swifty. And I'm trapped in a maze and I'm not talking a cornfield. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.